And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Colossians 3.17. I'm your host, and today's episode we feature STOP. It's an acronym for Street Terror Offenders Program. We're going to concentrate a lot more on law enforcement tasks, what they are doing, let's just say behind closed doors, behind the curtain, and educating the audiences that listen. Today's episode 279, we continue with season five as it starts to come to an end. We have a lineup of shows that we're going to be doing all the way to December 28th. So, we're going to be concentrating, like I said, on a lot more police-oriented functions. So, why are we doing this? Well, it's easy. The vast majority of citizens only understand the basic functions of law enforcement. Mostly, that of patrol Stopping people, giving them tickets, responding to 911 calls. The bread and butter, and obviously very important. But there's a lot of capturing criminals with specialties, with tasks, with intelligence. And it comes at a great resource. Sometimes it's through technology. Sometimes it's through coordinated effort between agencies. Today, what we're going to discuss, this specific program has been around for way over a decade. And standing on its federal laws, Local law enforcement has done a lot of good. The STOP program, or better known as the Street Terror Offenders Program, is a program that's targeting those violent offenders. It's a multi-agency task force specializing in investigation of violent crimes associated with narcotics. So those are the elements that all go together. Also in the commission of a crime, such as maybe a robbery, committing a murder. They're all felonies, attempted murder. And during that commission, the possession of a firearm. Just the possession of the firearm alone on the federal statute would get the criminal 10 years. Obviously, it has teeth where a lot of local jurisdictions, state laws might have smaller teeth, might not be as effective, or the prosecutor in that specific jurisdiction might be a broad-pocketed 
Soros, commie prosecute. You know, the ones that let them go. Don't worry about it. I'm not investigating that. I'm not charging people on those crimes. You know, the ones that just want to enforce whatever the hell they feel like it. The ones that are confused in what their job function is to serve, protect, and enforce the laws. No, the Soros group, they enforce whatever they want. Whatever they don't want, they don't. They let people go. The STOP program is something that in many jurisdictions or hotbed jurisdictions are used. But then there's some agencies or let's just say some jurisdictions that might not want this federal program. When we discuss defunding, this is a sly, slick, intelligent way of defunding a police department. Well, Alpha, I don't understand. You're going to have to explain. Simple. The agency, let's just say, used to be a part of the STOP program. And all of a sudden, the chief says, well, we have other priorities right now, so we're not going to be doing that function for a while or in the meantime, whatever that's supposed to mean. In other words, the chief has decided to defund the program. In other words, not take part in it either. You see, for this federal program to be effective, it needs local partners, and local partners need the federal government. They go hand in hand. And we're going to talk about how it's made up, what exactly they do, and a little bit about what you, Joe and Mary's citizen, should do to ensure that your jurisdiction has a similar program like this one. It might not be called exactly the same, but it has similar function than it would be in your jurisdiction. Now, why is it important to find these things out? Well, they're getting bad people off the streets. So you look at a jurisdiction like New York City now that has a circus. You got criminals robbing people, stealing, shooting up people, killing people, broad daylight, throwing people off train tracks. You get a lot of these bad people off the streets. So we're going to discuss that and some more points. But before we get to that, I'm going to run down our lineup for the remainder of the year. Uh, Right after this program, we have episode 280, Priority Response Teams. And we'll discuss how that should be in your jurisdiction also. That's November 16th. 
episode 281 on November 23rd, the Fusion Center, another very important law enforcement function. We'll explain what that is and how it should be in your jurisdiction. Episode 282, November 30th, real-time policing. Very important concept that came out uh, over a decade ago in uh, the New York City Police Department and has gone all around the country. And the importance of it is cannot be underestimated. And it's so important to listen to the details, how it works, how it functions, and uh, the cost. But you should have it in your jurisdiction. Want to bring these crimes down? You want to put these people in prison? You want your crime rate to go down? You've got to get programs that are already there. You know, these phony politicians talk about reform, reforming the police. Obama, in his, the end of his uh, administration, created a committee to reform policing, which is all baloney. And after that dog and pony show ended, they came up with, well, you should have more of a servient type of attitude. And uh, and then we, we got this bozo in office and more talk and more rhetoric about uh, changing police officers' mindsets and better training and reforming the police again. Of course, the Democrats have slowed their role on using words like defunding because people are not liking it. But there's nothing to defund. There's nothing to change. Policing is like every other profession has goods and bad. And people have to learn to adapt when those things are not working according to plan, they need to be corrected. And there's a lot of check and balances in a lot of these departments. All right, so we're not going to get off on track. Let's continue on on our schedule. December 7th, episode 283, we're going to talk about duty weapons. The episode is called Duty Weapon Tactical Sidearms. And uh, we'll talk about what is a duty weapon today? What is a tactical weapon today? What is a sidearm used in the majority of law enforcement agencies? December 14th, we get into the Wise Guys series, and we're going to talk about the Genovese crime family. That's episode 284, The Mysterious Sandino. And we're going to talk about a mystery individual that most Mafia historians have never really figured out, but we're also going to talk about a theory uh, about Sandino. So don't miss that. Uh, December 21st, episode 285, OCB, Organized Crime Bureau. What are they doing? What are they? What are all the criminal elements they're investigating today? Is the mafia still relevant? Is that still going on? Or have we forgotten about that? And we end uh, the year in season five, 
as we head towards season six. But December 28th, episode 286, we talk about the sixth season, myself and my co-host for the sixth season, M&M. So it's time they got the small bus out, the short bus and the clowns, because we are going to walk into episode 279, Stop Street Terror Offenders Program. Episode 279, stop. You're listening to the Streets Terror Offenders Program. We're going to discuss how important it is in your jurisdiction and how you could be a little bit more educated on how the left may be defunding police without you really knowing. The importance of these programs cannot be stated enough. It's so important to have them because they have attached to them federal felony charges that in some cases may upgrade that individual in a longer sentence. It also stops some of these mad, crazy state attorneys or Uh, prosecutors that have opinions on certain laws that they feel they're just not going to enforce. Of course, it takes some bold action to, in today's policing, to step up and get these things done. But we all know that we, the people, should have the ability, the power, and the knowledge to adequately demand a better police force. It is paramount that government protects its citizens. But citizens have to be really informed on how they can be protected better. So, on this program, as we discuss, it will target mostly illicit drugs. Now, the federal... This is a federal program. It is run by the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives Bureau or section. They might be some other ones that are run by the U.S. Marshals, Homeland Security, DEA, Drug Enforcement uh, Administration. Uh, There are several entities that would run these operations through a federal grant program and have local jurisdictions in these high crime areas and incorporate this in to that jurisdiction. So they are targeting 
illicit drugs and the act of violence. These are the elements that would be present. The person that they're looking for is that which is either active in this criminal empire or they are still somewhat active, but they also have a past convictions on violent crimes. The possession of a firearm is an ingredient to the stiffer penalty as well. Now, who could be a part of this STOP program? Well, as I said, it's administered through the Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives Bureau of the federal government. But your local agency or police department could have a special task force assigned to it. It could have detectives assigned to it. It could have a specific bureau in your local police department assigned to it, such as homicide or fugitive task force, something similar to that. So the budget, it would not necessarily, if you're looking for it as a budget item on your local police department, you might not find a specific entry that says, Stop Street Terror Offenders Program, it might be listed as a group of individuals, officers in that agency, which have been sent to a task force, and that task force could be stopped. So one of the important hallmarks assignments that all the listeners should have is what type of task forces are in your jurisdiction. What are they doing? What is your tax dollar funding? How many citizens just don't listen, just don't care? doesn't matter. They're doing their job. But when we say defund, there are two processes of thought. One crowd says, yay, take everything they have. The other crowd says, how dare you? Don't touch a dime. But in actuality, both groups don't really know what they're talking about. One is just evil. That's the defund group. And the other one really doesn't know all the ins and outs of law enforcement. What exactly are they doing? What areas, what programs really work on bringing down crime. Do you remember Mayor DeBozo over in New York City with the strike of a pen? This clown took away the anti-crime squad. These are officers they used to dress in plain clothes. Most of the time act like victims so they could get mugged, robbed, or whatever have you. And then a group of officers would arrest the perpetrator right on the scene and the victim would be an undercover officer stroke of a pen gone finish not nothing to see here they were responsible for recovering more illegal weapons or guns out in the street than anybody else nope stroke of a pen won't be doing that here anymore and the community not not a word not a sentence nothing 
So your tax dollar, what are, what are they doing? They will all put back in uniform. Really? That will stop the crime real good. So let, let, let's take a look at how criminals work. You see a bunch of cops, you don't really do a lot of crime around them. You go around them where you don't see cops. How do you identify a cop? He's the one usually in the uniform. Now, if I play nasty, I take the uniform off him, give him plain clothes, a regular vehicle, throw him in the mix, and now the bad guy really doesn't know who's who. See how that works? So it's so important to demand these operations in your jurisdiction. Now, we've talked about they would be in your local department, maybe disguised in another section of that department, Detective Bureau Homicide, uh, Fugitive Squad, or they could even just be the SWAT team that's assigned to that. But you got to really get in a fine tooth comb and find out. You're allowed to. You can ask questions. Start becoming empowered because they have to tell you. But on this dais of individuals is going to also be your state police and the U.S. Attorney's Office. Very important because remember, we're looking for a bigger bite, right? McGruff, remember McGruff the dog? We want a bigger bite out of crime. So on the federal books, just the act of having a firearm on you the commission of a crime under the STOP program gets you about 10 years. So that's got a little bit of teeth. Now, speaking of teeth, Bo Diddle, the uh, former retired NYPD detective, has his own investigation company, does very well for himself, does movies too, he's a movie actor. Uh, as a kid growing up, I knew Bo, of Bo, at the 110 or the 110th precinct in Queens, where he was assigned as a anti-crime officer many, many years ago. Very effective. So Bo Diddle, and he used to be a, a contributor to. I believe it was news, um, Fox News back in the day. And he has his own podcast today. One Tough Cop, I believe it is. Something similar to that. I'll look it up as we continue the show. And Bo uh, was discussing that he is dying to have a meeting with Mayor Eric Adams because... The gun control issue is so out of control in New York and the prosecution of those guns, the New York City laws and the New York State laws are so weak, you could put these people away for a lot longer. Not not only just one year, you might be able to put them away for 10 years or life. But he's waiting and waiting and waiting to have this meeting with Eric Adams, the magical mayor of the city of New York, 
that when he was a police officer, Eric Adams, signed to the transit section and then went up the ranks to captain, his long and very impressive arrest record was comprised of, ready? Put your ear to to the speaker. It's a big number. Eric Adams' arrest record was a total of 13 arrests. This man knows crime. Obviously, we're dealing with a clown. But Bo's been talking. Uh, he wants to meet with them, and he wants to discuss with him this, this federal program that I am actually describing today. So... Um, Bo has, uh, I believe, uh, two podcasts. One of them is called uh, Bo Diddle's True Crime. That's uh, one of his podcasts. And uh, I think the other one is Tough One Tough Cop. Something, something. I can't find it right now, but I believe it is One Tough Cop. But you can find it on uh, wherever you get your podcast, by the way. So these laws are effective. And Bo is doing what? All our listeners should be doing their homework, complaining, saying there's a better way to put these scumbags behind bars. And you've got you've to be vocal if you want to be heard. All right, we move on. They also concentrate on armed violent groups and gangs, so organized efforts as well. So... The penetration of these groups, and again, the elements have to be there. Narcotics, violence, and firearms. And of course, a lot of the background is very important as well. Armed uh, armed career criminals, firearms traffickers, and uh, they've been convicted of felonies in the past. So we're basically talking about people that are just plain old scumbags to society. Now what's going on in today's society is just disgusting. Not only has the prosecutor's office in many, many areas around the country brought by Soros money, blind, deaf, dumb, can't speak and crime is through the roof and it's a joke you're seeing it on the news you're seeing it with your own face the democratic democratic party is being hammered as a result to their stance on weak uh, uh, law enforcement and much of that comes because of George Soros putting these prosecutors in his pocket the importance of them serving you and you being vocal and talking about it is essential for your own safety and that of your family in that community you can't just sit around and assume these things are happening you have to find out it's all public record it's all easy access I'm sure many many of these police departments have spokespeople that could talk to you and, and give you whatever information you're seeking. You know, 
I wouldn't ask for hundreds of documents and all this. I just ask, do you have any type of program like this? And if you do, how do I get a little bit more information? Now, let's discuss what your local agency's website should have. One, it should have on their website, the police department that serves you, Joe and Mary Citizen, the leadership. Who are they? Find out who they are. How long have they been in law enforcement? How did they assume and go up the ranks? It should be spelled out. You shouldn't be looking for it. You shouldn't have just a block name of a person on there. You need to know who is those, who are these warriors that are serving you, Joe, and Mary Citizen. It should also have a section there for commendation and complaints, both. Very important because you know, we don't only want to talk about complaints. We also, when they do a good job, we want to give them a good, you know, pat on the back as well. But most importantly, it should be a breakdown of responsibility. Who is in charge of the investigative unit? Who is in charge of patrol? Who is in charge of, let's say, homicide? Okay. You should not be treated as a second fiddled citizen and not know. If you're paying taxes, it should be at your fingertips. You shouldn't have to call the station and get a bad attitude on the other line asking all these questions. They should be on the World Wide Web. We're in 2022, headed towards 2023. So it's about time some of these agencies catch up. So, part of what we're doing on this podcast is educating you a little bit more about the backdoor operations of a lot of these law enforcement agencies. You may or may not have this type of program in your jurisdiction, but I encourage all that listen, find out what you do have. Don't stay silent. Be vocal. Be respectful. Be, be vocal. And I'm sure if they don't, if they have a very piss poor website and you can't find any information you're looking for, pick up that phone information, speak to the PIO, public information officer, and tell them, I'm sorry to bother you, but apparently your chief doesn't think that this information should be on your agency website. So now I've got to bother you and ask you, you look these things up and, and provide me the information. It's your duty. It's our right. Don't stay quiet. Be vocal. This is how change is going to happen in this country. Now, if you live in a red state, you live in the freedom of Florida, you're up on this game. Law enforcement is very good in Florida. But we shouldn't stay silent. We still need to, what are they doing over there? And how long do um, they have this program? And how long have they had that program? And you need to inquire a little bit more. If you're in a blue state, oh, God help you. But you need to be vocal. And being vocal doesn't mean being rude. 
it means being smart. Coming up next, episode 280, November 16th, priority response teams and how important that is, that program is for you, your family, your community. And if it's not there, what similar programs they might have. Why? Because you deserve it. As always, continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most important, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.